When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Wayne. We'll see you here in studio today about 1130 Eastern time sitting right here next to me. But right now it is time to skip the BS. Time for undisputed. Time for me to once again say, how about them cowboys? I Silly me. I, I don't know. You can call me crazy. I think I just saw a Super Bowl team. It is time to debate whether the Lions are fraudulent, if the Niners are now the NFL's runaway best team, or if you can see the Cowboys finally beating the Niners in a playoff game if they meet for the third straight postseason. So it is now time for me to welcome in two former stars who know what it feels like to make big catches in Super Bowl games. I'm talking about Michael Irvin and Greg Jennings, and welcome back to the show, Greg Jennings. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, sir. Big day for your Cowboys. Yes, it is. It's been too long. And Michael Irvin, I am assuming you had a very happy Thanksgiving at Jerry World yesterday watching our Cowboys feast. Am I right? I did did have a great day yesterday on on Thanksgiving, and I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving day. And it's so great for God to bless me with Greg Jennings. Today, right after Thanksgiving, I was just with Greg in New York, and we had a chance to sit and chat. I would like to say that I'm batting a thousand. Greg Jennings is another dude I always say to be in this business when he retired. I said it to Greg. I said it to Key. You were right. I said it to Sherm, and we're all on the show together. That's the blessings of this, man. That's so good. GJ, great to see you, buddy. Way to go. Absolutely, man. God bless us all. Okay, no doubt the billions of Cowboy haters out there are now saying, okay, so what, the Cowboys beat up on another bad team yesterday. But hold on. The Cowboys beat the stuffing out of Washington, 45 to 10. So, Michael, scale of 1 to 10, how impressive were the Cowboys to you yesterday? This this was – I would just give it – I'll give it a number first and then get into it. All right. And, and, and I'm going to give that number at a seven and a half to me. Okay. And I'll tell you why I say only a seven and a half. Because I still saw so many things left on that football field yesterday that they that. still have room to improve on. I can start off with Dak. Because Dak missed those first few throws. I was in that stadium. I was like, man, those first two. I love the mentality that they came out with. We're coming out aggressive right now. And they went right up the field. So I I, I like that. I gave them a seven and a half for that. But the reality is the Cowboys are nine and two all time on Thanksgiving against this team. So, so, So they're comfortable having some success against this team. So, so, so I, I, I'll give them that. But also, why I say only a seven and a half, that was washed. 
and, and I'm already predicting Greg and you know, Skip all keep going to say that was only Washington. So, so, so we go a seven and a half because it's only Washington. Now, all of that will stop now as we move forward and get ready to get into these next few games. I told you, you know, as a spiritual man, all that thing that happened yesterday, I want to tell, share with something, share something with you guys. This morning I walked in, and the, the, the makeup lady gave me this picture right here. You guys got to see this picture, man. I got really emotional with this picture. This was the last time we had a parade at Dallas uh -huh. after the Super Bowl. Out of the blue, <laughs> she gave me this picture. You know, I happened to be reading this book by our Esquire called God Winks. Huh? He talks about all the things, all the things that God sends you, that he sends you to let you know the direction in which you're headed. We call these things a coincidence. But, buddy, it's God winking, saying, you got a parade coming uh -huh. back in Dallas again. I didn't plan this. When I walked in, my makeup lady gave this to me. It's I said, God is winking yeah. this morning. Mm -hmm. That's just heaven dropping manna to all of us yep. Cowboy fans telling heaven. us. This time, it is for real. I'm taking it like that, Greg. That's what I see. <laughs> All right, Greg, bring some perspective to this, please. Look, for me, yesterday's performance for the Cowboys was a strong nine. I, really? I, I know, wow. Irv, you probably okay. are going to be a little tougher on them. But for me, watching that game, you're not going to be perfect. And no one expects this team to be perfect right now. However, with them playing the teams that they've played, you can only – provide what you have against the teams that are on your schedule. And with that being the commanders on Thanksgiving, they beat the stuffing, as you mentioned, out yeah, of the commanders. Look, did. Dak Prescott, did he miss some throws? Of course. But he has been lights out, 22 yes. of 32, obviously over 300 yards with the touchdowns. And I think what was most impressive is it wasn't just solely about CeeDee Lamb. We're seeing other guys step up and make right. plays within the course of these games and this offense, and they're dictating the yeah. terms of how they play the game and how the teams have to now respond. They're not having to respond to how teams play them. They are flat out dictating the terms of in which they want to play this football game. And with that being said, on the opposite side of the ball, your defense can now play with the lead. The Cowboys, they lead the league in first quarter points. Like, this is the team, we talk about fast starts, they start yep. fast. They're going to score the football in the first quarter. They close out the half very well. They're only second behind Kansas City with, I think, 11 and a half points in the second quarter. So they close out the half, and then they finish very strong in the fourth quarter. Mike, you know in this game, it's about how you start and how you finish. finish. The Cowboys have found a way to start games fast and to close games out. And the way you close games out is with a really good defense. And we saw that, obviously, stars making plays. We, we understand who Micah Parsons is getting after the quarterback. But De'Ron Bland, what he's been able to do over the course of this mm. year, and even last year, a lot of people <laughs> didn't know about who he was. No. But he's been making plays, Skip. You guys know because this is your team. Like, he's been doing this since he's jumped into this league. And so if they continue to play like this, obviously you want to play your best ball later in the season. I yeah. give them a strong nine. Wow. Greg, you pleasantly surprised me. I thought you'd be more in the five range, but I appreciate, we appreciate what perspective you just brought in a good way because I would like to begin by saying I'll, 
I'll go up to a nine off yesterday. And maybe I'm slightly overreacting, but I just want people to know the Washington Commanders are a dangerous football team because they were three and three on the road coming into yesterday's game. And I ask everyone to go take hard looks at what they did to the Eagles twice. They took the Eagles Mm -hmm. to the wire twice. They took them to overtime once and they took them to the buzzer the other time. They could have won either game, probably should have won both games. My point is Sam Howell came in leading the National Football League in yards passing. And if you watch carefully, listen, Curtis Samuel is a weapon and McLaurin is a weapon and Dotson is a weapon and Brian Robinson is is a weapon. They can move the football. So the the incredible thing to me about this game was it, it was a game for three quarters because it hung right in there at 20 to 10. And at one point late in the third quarter, they got all the way down to fourth and one at Dallas's 39. And they went for it. If we could quickly see that play. And Brian Robinson tried to get it and just got absolutely annihilated and stuffed for a minus two. But if if Washington goes in and scores there, it's going to be 20 to 17, right? Okay, here we go. Right, They ran into each other in the backfield. They ran into each other. Okay, and boom, it was over. All right. So my point is, it went to the fourth quarter, 20 to 10, and all of a sudden, I watched the Dallas Cowboys score 25 points in the fourth quarter. Well, Michael, as you know, they did this regularly a year ago. They had big explosions in fourth quarters at home against Indianapolis. And one game after another, Detroit came to Dallas and got exploded on in the fourth quarter of a close game. It's hard to score 25 in a quarter. And yet, if you look at the time of possession yesterday, Washington had the ball for 37 minutes to Dallas's 23 right. minutes. 37 to 23? Right. Well, if I, Michael, if I told you that yesterday on this show, that, right. that Washington was going to control the ball 37 to 23, you would have said, uh-oh, we're in big trouble. We lost. We lost yeah, that we game. Lost. We lost that game. We lost. We, we lost beat them 45 to 10 because of our quick strike capability. We were scoring so quickly. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom that we didn't need to hold on to the ball too long. And then, obviously, it all got capped off by the NFL record fifth right. pick six by Deron Bland. We'll get deeper into that in a few minutes. But right. the, the explosive – I keep saying, this is the most explosive team in pro football. And it exploded in the fourth quarter. Once again, it, it actually exploded in the fourth quarter a week ago at Carolina because it wasn't even a week ago, it was four days ago at Carolina. So that means the last two fourth quarters, this team has won by a combined 41 to nothing in the fourth quarter. And to me, look, Dak can play better. I've seen him much sharper than he was yesterday. But when when he did finally, I thought he was a little overamped at the first because he overthrew CD and he overthrew, who was it? I think it was Brandon Cooks. Yeah, he overthrew Brandon Cooks on a deep ball. Both of them were open at that point. But then let's quickly see his four touchdown passes, if we could, just to say and show that he did settle in. And <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm, I'm not sure anybody's playing any better quarterback than this. This is the quick swing pass to Dowdle. 
and he just took it. Michael, Dowdle's starting to look like a force to me. I don't know about you. He, he started yeah, yeah. right. He started to look like a force. Yeah, and here's Brandon. But, but also skip. Yeah, skip. Also, around the same time CD, that Tony yeah. Potter, who's got back-to-back uh, uh, touchdowns right he now, does. he's yeah. starting to come around. Man, there we he go. has 79 yeah. yards, probably one of his best days. Yeah, and remember that was little Cavante Turpin, and that did my heart good. That may have been Dak's best throw of the day. Was that, that last. last touchdown pass? Listen, right. Turpin's the fastest guy on the field every time he steps onto the field, and they have not figured out exactly how to utilize him in the offense. Right. And all of a sudden, it's starting to look like he and Dak are starting to find some wavelength on deep balls because, Michael, I, I don't know anybody could run with him. He, he is, Remember, he no. was the USFL MVP as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Go and, ahead. And I'm going to tell you some, Skip. When I was with, these, when I was with those guys passing out, getting, giving those guys a jacket, I mean – the, the intensity that this kid brings and the hope that he gives these guys. They were all talking about, man, we all want to get on the kickoff return team yeah. with him so we <laughs> can be a part of what <laughs> yeah. we know he's yeah. going to accomplish. I'm going to tell you some one of the things you were talking about when you talked about how they exploded in the fourth quarter. I'm sitting at that game, and I'm waiting. As that game was 20-10, to 10, and my thoughts were, boy, they took the Eagles to overtime. Here we go. I don't want to. I'm saying, man, yep. I don't want to go down this road. You know what? I never worried. I never felt like, boy, this is going. I don't like it. This is going. This is going to get away. I've sat in that building many a days, and I was like, I'm not comfortable with this. Yep. I'm not I happy with this. That they, they, this is not good enough. They're going to ultimately end up losing this game. At 2010, I would say they're going to end up losing this game. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I didn't have those thoughts because I felt no matter what Washington did, as you just said, Skip, we're explosive enough to get back in the game. And that's truly one of the first times that I really had that feeling like, okay, I think we'll be okay now. Yeah. Okay. So, Greg, from a distance, are are you seeing this Cowboy team as different than all those that have fallen on their face mask for us before where you you can't trust them in the biggest moments? Yeah, I really am. And and I know that's a lot to say because it's the regular season and we know who they are in the regular season. They're forced to be reckoned with and they have a lot of highs and and low lows when it really matters in the postseason. But I think the the common – theme here is Dak. Dak is playing with an extreme amount of confidence right now that I, I think we're dismissing at times and sometimes we're kind of chirping at him and, and because of what he yeah. said, even a couple weeks ago when he said, you know, we're in our zone. Like that is, Irv, you know this, when you have a quarterback that it gets in that <laughs> huddle and he believes that whatever play call comes into his helmet, we're going to deliver you're playing. You, you're playing with house money, oh. man. Like it's. It doesn't oh. matter right now for Dak right. Prescott and Mike McCarthy right. as a play caller. You can look at your call sheet and just say, you know what, Dak, what you feel like right now, and you believe that your quarterback is going to get it done. You talk about Turpin. You talk about Brandon Cooks. Yeah. If these guys step up and start to become more of a factor in their offensive scheme and they are utilized properly. 
I, I don't know how you stop this attack. Running the ball, yes. The, Mike McCarthy has never had an offense where they've been a dominant force running the football. So as much as we would like to see Tony Pollard rush the ball for more yards, that's yep. not who Mike McCarthy is as an offensive play caller. Good point. They're going to open up the running opportunities by throwing the football. That's mm -hmm. what they do. He averaged 6.1 yards yesterday. It was impactful. It was effective. That's what you have to have going into the postseason when the weather starts to change, when you're not at home, when you're on the road potentially at places like Philly playing against teams that you have to run the ball and establish an identity there. But this team, they understand who they are, both offensively and defensively. Yep. And like I said before, they dictate the terms of which you're going to play them. Mm. You know, Greg, as you bring it up, and I'll skip you guys. Well, Greg, talk about when things are going well and how everybody is playing well, everybody excited about it. The coach play sheet open ups. That's because every receiver's like on hot. Anybody can get the ball. Let's yeah. go right now. You know what I mean? Because they're so open. And it, it really is. It feeds itself. It feeds itself because you start competing against each other in the huddle. Like, I'm going to catch this ball. I'm going to catch that ball. Which really just perpetuates your, your, what, what you're trying to accomplish. Another thing that we got to talk about. You, you, you guys talk about we're waiting to the playoffs to see what Dallas does. At home. At home. And I know what, what we got going with Philadelphia matter and see what that thing plays out. At home, the Cowboys have won their last five games by 20 points or more. And we've never done that. In all the years we won Super Bowls, we've never been able to go five straight games winning by at least 20 points. I don't care. This is the National Football League. So all the, any team and a garbage team started to – you saw what Green Bay did to Detroit yesterday, Greg, and Skipper, we won't talk about that. We're about that. to talk about it. Yeah. We always talk about it. You know, any team can beat you. To sure. beat five teams in a row by 20 points. That's, that's insane. Michael, you, you can go farther back because they've won 13 straight at home. And the truth is, it, it's every game has been by an average of 20 a game. So you can go back to 13 in a row. So I, I, that's unheard of, right? I mean, who, who does mm. that? You, it's big enough to win 13 in, at, in a row at home, but by an average of 20? I mean, that's unbelievable. Right. I think the average is it's 37 to 17 is, is about the average. So, okay, that's insane. And, Greg, quickly back to you. You did win a Super Bowl catching passes from Aaron Rodgers on plays called by Mike McCarthy. What, how how did you feel about him as your play caller that year? Look, Mike McCarthy has always been a really good play caller. I think the knock on Mike at times in, in – even in the locker room was we got complacent. He got complacent as a play caller. And so when I talk yeah. about them finishing games, a lot of times we would allow teams to get back into games because we didn't really put our foot on the gas and yeah. maintain our foot on the gas throughout the course mm. of four quarters. And that large part was because of the play calling, him dialing it back. We don't see that. Early in the season, I, I truly believe that Mike McCarthy and their approach was you know, we just want to get points. Yep. And there's a difference when you approach your offense and you tell them, we, we just want to walk away with points. That means you're going to start settling when you get in the red zone. And I believe that's why they were struggling at the beginning of the season uh, in the red zone and their red zone efficiency. Now you see an offense 
that they're no longer saying we just want to get points. Right. We want to get seven. We want to score touchdowns. Yeah. And the more they go with that mentality and approach, it just shows me that Mike not only trusts the guys in that huddle, but the guys in that huddle are starting to truly buy in and believe right. that no matter what right. play is called, Mike, you said it, we're, we're trying to find out who's going to get the ball. Because we know it's equal opportunity (laughs) with our quarterback right now. And when you play that (laughs) way, it is hard for defenses to cover just one guy. Like, again, I can't say enough about the impact that CeeDee Lamb has had over the course of these last few games. But when you start to see Ferguson stepping up, Mm -hmm. when you start to see guys like Turpin and Cook and obviously Gallup, which he hasn't even gotten it rolling back to before he was injured with his AC, uh, his knee injury. If those guys, again, can be one-on-one, Dak Prescott's going to he's gonna put the ball where it needs to be. Is he going to miss some throws? Of course. Every quarterback misses throws. But right now, right, the confidence, right. the intensity that they're playing with, the belief in the play caller that's put it, calling in those plays, this team is going to be very hard to beat because you understand they're going to be able to get after your quarterback. You understand going into the game, we can't allow this team to get a lead because that's where they thrive defensively. Now they can sit back, pin their ears, and get after our quarterback, which that puts them at an advantage, not in us at a disadvantage as an opponent. So this team presents a tremendous amount of problems going down the stretch of this NFL season. Okay. And one last thing. One yeah, last go, thing. And go I know ahead, we got to go. One last, yeah. one last thing. I just, I, I, and Greg, I, wanted, I just wanted, because I hadn't talked to Greg about this. I thought it was brilliant. At first, I was a little confused when Mike McCarthy came in. He was talking about this complimentary football. But now that I look at it and look back on it, I think it was brilliant <laughs> because I thought what was most important was Let's keep down these interceptions until later in the seat, you know, before we open it up. Because right now, everybody's talking about Dak being and playing one of the best, been playing best fo- his best football. But had he started early with those interceptions, we'd have still been talking about those. Yeah. So he got two through the tough, tough. I, I mean, I just, it was a brilliant plan yeah. by him when I look back on it now. And to your point, Michael. Dak has now thrown 23 touchdown passes to only six interceptions. And remember, three of those interceptions came in the second half at San Francisco when they lost 42 to 10. Since then, to me, they have found themselves. The most beautiful aspect of yesterday's game was Dak did not throw an interception and obviously did not lose a fumble. And would you believe Dak Prescott, I'm going to knock on wood before I go into this, Would you believe Dak Prescott has not lost a single fumble all year? So no sack fumbles. So no no real big turn. He threw 15 picks last year. Now he's sitting at six with three in that one game at San Francisco. That's how you win championships. That's how you do this. And he is doing it at a high level and continues to talk about what a comfort zone he's in in Mike McCarthy's offense. And he keeps using that word. I play free in this offense. I don't know why he didn't play free for Kellen Moore, but in Dak's mind, it's a beautiful comfort zone. So, uh, Yeah, but there's a freedom that comes with, Skip. There's a freedom that comes with knowing, all right, even when you have an offensive coordinator and you guys are talking something up, I don't know if the head guy is with it. But now the head guy and you are talking it up. So that means all power you have because you're talking to the guy with all the power. And that's what he means. You're free now. You're Free. free to play the game like he wants to play the game. All right, great points by both of you. Appreciate that. 
But now we got to talk about the 49ers. We got to talk about did, what, what statement did they make last night? And is it now time to think that the, the Cowboys could even challenge them at all in the postseason? That is next. No mercy. No mercy. So the Seahawks made a little run at the 49ers in last night's third quarter thanks to a tipped pass pick six thrown by Brock Purdy. But of course, the Niners took right back over, roared away to a 31-13 domination that silenced the roar in Seattle. So, Michael Irvin, did the 49ers to you prove last night they are clearly the NFC's, if not the NFL's, best team? Well... And they proved to me, certainly, that they have an ability to be that, like they've shown us all year. But I'm going to tell you what I believe really takes them over the top when I hot. I'm really worried about them. And they started getting back to it. I, the last three games Debo Samuel has, 14, yeah. 14 receptions on 17 targets. When you work, in, work your offense through Christian McCaffrey, you work your offense through Brandon Ayuk, I, I, I'm like, well, that's a great offense. When you work it through Debo Samuel, I get more afraid of you. Let me tell you why. Because each play pumps up the whole team because he's the blood, heart, and soul of that team. You know what I mean? So so it becomes a different thing. I I, I think they're a great team. They're starting to get to there. When this thing goes through Debo, then I worry because it's back to being that physical force that brought us problems. Remember last year, Debo was saying, Coach, give me the ball. When he was running back, he, got, he, 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 he just becomes such a force. And yeah. every time he runs, he runs so hard, he gets everybody else hyped. When they find that form, all the way back in that form, and they started working on, towards it yesterday. He had the most targets yesterday. They understand what I'm talking about. That's when they become unstoppable. I don't, Brandon Ayuk, and he's been playing well. He had 50 yards yesterday, a big play, 28 yards up the field. And all, all is great. But it reminds me a lot of me. I see other guys making plays, and everybody, yeah, yeah. But you you tap them on the butt, that's a great play. But I want to bring up the whole team with everything you do, every play you make. I used to always get upset when people say, man, why don't you just score a touchdown? And hand it to the ref like like Barry Sanders. I love Barry Sanders. We all love Barry Sanders. Mm. But but I like scoring a touchdown and and being hyped and making sure my defense come out here hyped so they can stop somebody so I can score another touchdown. And we live in Hypeville. And that's what Debo Samuel brings brings this San Francisco team. Those three games, those losing streak that they had, it was because he was over there on the sideline. Now Mm -hmm. he's back, and they're on a three-game win. So, yeah, they're a dangerous team, but not even, not even as dangerous as they can be. And I shouldn't have even said all of that on TV. I should have made <laughs> them figure that out by themselves. Yeah, okay. Go, Greg. Uh, for me, they are. They really are. Just, you know, I, I go back to my time playing, and this, this team just was always a nemesis for us in the thorn in our flesh. Just because if, if things aren't going well for them, they can play a physical brand of football that typically seems to be unmatched by a lot of teams in this league. Right. And if if Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan are starting the game off, you talk about Debo Samuel. For me, it's it's Christian McCaffrey and Debo. 
Because when you start the game off with these first 15 plays, everybody goes through these first 15 plays all week long. And so you're excited about the play number that is yours. Well, the way that they start games off the last few games is by getting the ball in the hands of McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Jacksonville, it was the first two plays to McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. uh, against uh, the Buccaneers, it was McCaffrey, then Kittle. And then yesterday, it started off with McCaffrey. If you can start or per Brock Purdy with something simple – Easy, an easy completion, a handoff to jumpstart this offense. They typically get it going. They're a fast starting team as well. And then it goes to their defensive side of the ball. When they get pressure on the quarterback, it just simplifies everything for them defensively. Mm. Like adding Chase Young into the mix, we all know what he can do as far as rushing the passer, but we've seen Nick Bosa come alive now. And the physical brand of football that the 49ers are accustomed to putting on display is starting to show its head. And at this point in the season, that is what teams don't want to see. You don't want to see a 49ers team start to rekindle what you know allows them to become so successful. Your point of getting Debo the ball, I think with the interchangeability of he and Christian McCaffrey, the more you can create formation variation and provide right. stress on defenses with those two individuals, the better off you are. And you have a young quarterback who continues to have to prove himself each week. You got to find out ways and create ways to get the ball in their hands quick and allow them then to be as special players that they are after they get the ball in their hands. Mm. Hey, hey, before you go, before you yeah. go, Skip, let me say, now, you know what I think, too, too, when I see this, I say to myself, okay, that's the same offense Miami puts up. And, and, and you said they're physical. The, the, the system is not physical. Debo is. Because <laughs> it's more of, it's more of that, it, it's more of, let's catch these blocks on the right angle. Yeah, that, that's why is. my... That's why mm -hmm. uh, Mike Shanahan and, and Kyle Shanahan are so great. They're designing angles on the block. Yeah. Now you put that force behind someone to design angles on a block, and he's running right into you. That's what I'm talking about. That makes you say, oh, this is going to be a long day. Yeah, I got it. Okay, I cannot tell a lie. The 49ers just knocked me out of my chair last night. They were a tour yeah. de force <laughs> on both sides of the ball, and I just sat back in awe of it. But as I always say, I disqualify myself because I see the world through metallic blue colored glasses, as in cowboy <laughs> colored glasses. And I'm still clinging to this notion, crazy competitive that I am. I'm clinging to the notion that I do want Dallas to see San Francisco again this postseason. The truth is, my quarterback, our quarterback, Michael, number four, he has stunk against the 49ers in three straight games, right. two of them playoff games, and one of them this year's regular season game at San Francisco on a Sunday night, 42 to 10. We actually played a very good game last year at San Francisco in the playoffs, and Dak threw them two first-half interceptions and missed four or five throws in the second half. You just can't miss in what was still a close game. So I still cling to the notion that the team I saw – in Dallas yesterday, is capable, has the nuclear capability of beating this San Francisco team there or at Jerry World, wherever it is, maybe there, the way it's going right now in the postseason if it comes to that. And the only X factor I can give you is that young quarterback for San Francisco, and Greg, you mentioned Brock Purdy, 
Yeah. Always under fire. It is he or isn't he? He was Mr. Irrelevant, then he's very relevant, and then he's leading the league in QBR, and, and he's in the MVP discussion. For a while, he was the MVP. Then they lost three in a row because he lost his way a little bit as a second-year player. So last night, there was this little glimmer of hope. If we could see the pick six, Chris Collinsworth had just said, man, Seattle's got to make one play here to get back in this game. And all of a sudden, this happened. It looked like it got tipped twice. It looked like it got tipped at the line and tipped. And in, in, it's just one of those things. But he will, he will throw it to you occasionally because he will try just about anything. And, Greg, you come from that Green Bay tradition of Brett Favre. And, and, and there's some Favre going on in this kid. And he played this way. I watched him a lot at Iowa State. He, he will try some things that you just shouldn't try. And the only hope I see is that he doesn't pull them off because routinely he pulls it off. And you sit back and say, my God, how did he do that? And he's more athletic by the game than I think. I, right. he, last night, he, just, right. he can move, right. man. He can move and he can run. Then he looks. Yeah. Right. More athletic than he looks and he can move yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Got that Tony Romo stuff on him. Yeah, like, you don't know he can get yeah. away from you. How did he get away from me? Yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch. Okay. So the, the point is. Are they loaded? Yeah, yeah they are. I, I thought maybe they'd miss Ufanga last night because they've lost him for the year at safety. But, man, they put the clamps on DK Metcalf last night. It looked like they were in his head. Ward was in his head, whoever was covering him. I mean, he had nine targets last night and caught three for 32 and just seemed out of it all night. But remember, look, I, I respect what, what Gino has done for himself leaving New York and sort right. of recreating right. himself. And as he said, they wrote me off and I didn't write back. And I love that line. And, and I love his sort of second act of his career in Seattle. But he played last night with a banged up triceps, a deeply bruised, bruised triceps on his throwing arm. I, I just, I, I, I don't love him. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure he is the ultimate answer to replace Russell Wilson in Seattle. And last night, he had a QBR of 15 on a scale of 0 to 100. He did not play well. They didn't play well. And if you let San Francisco front run and just take the ball on its first possession and just run it right down your throat, you're probably going to lose. They will front run over you. So, again, was I shocked by what happened last night? I wasn't shocked. But I still cling to that notion that Dallas is still capable of beating this team. Yeah, and this is going so, to be so it's going when, to be an you, interesting game coming up. Yeah. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah. So, so you you I I get it. I understand that Dallas they they have the potential to beat this team. But I, I go back to my time playing, and I, I don't do this often. But when we played the San Francisco 49ers, I I don't know what it was, but it was like that was a game and a team. That yeah. Aaron, specifically our quarterback, yeah. struggled against. He never has like, played well against. And it just him. trickled. Yeah. It, it trickled down throughout the entire team. And when I watched Dak Prescott yeah. against that team, I scratched my head and I'm like, man, this team is right. one of those teams yep. that he struggles with. Yeah. And got so, his if you can avoid this team at all costs, avoid them. I don't, I don't see how you, as a Dallas fan, if you're a Cowboys fan, how okay. you would embrace, oh, you know what, let's run down that alley against that <laughs> team that beats and bruises right. us up every time we run into them. No, yeah. you don't want that. 
for me, when I look at the 49ers, they understand, and I spoke about this with the Dallas Cowboys, them dictating the terms of which you play the game. That is who the 49ers try to be. And more often than not, against the Cowboys, they dictate those terms because they are the team that you look at and you say, you know what? We got to out-physical them. Well, no, you really don't. You just have to play your brand of football and allow them to try to then, because you said it, Skip, they're a front-running team. If they you do. get out in front of them, if you cause them to play yes. on your terms, yep. they're a completely different team. But they what tends to happen is they dictate the terms of which they like to play yep. because they'll take the ball, they'll put it in the end zone, and mm. now you understand they have a pass rush that thrives off getting after the quarterback. Their secondary is not great. But because of their pass rush and the effectiveness that they put and the pressure that they put on opposing quarterbacks, right. you don't have to be great mm. because you don't have to cover that long. And that's what this team kind of hangs their hat on. And so when I look at the way that they play and the way that they try to play every single week, week in and week out in the National Football League, specifically the NFC, yeah. This is the team that plays most consistently their style of football every single week. Yeah. That's why I say that they're the best team. I'm not saying in all of football, but definitely in the NFC. Yeah. So, Michael, quick question to you. Your last time that you guys won the Super Bowl coming off the 95 season, you did not have to face San Francisco in that postseason. Was that a big Green advantage? Bay. Well, we, we had – we had the upper hand at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and we had been dominating uh, San Francisco, so we felt pretty good. It wasn't us needing to get over the hump. It was Steve Young needing to get over our hump. Like, now is Dak Prescott's time yeah. to get over that hump. Exactly. These things have always... Right, it's gone that way. You know what I mean? Uh, you got Roger Starback was running this thing until they got Joe Montana. <laughs> then Joe said, wait a minute. Let me put you down. He and and, and he, he took that thing until we got Troy Aikman. And Troy <laughs> said, wait, we taking it back. Yeah. And, and, and then Steve Young got it in his Dak's turn. Mm. I understand what you're saying, Greg. If you can get there by going, oh, skip the lure right on around it, do <laughs> yeah. it. But I wouldn't mind if you exercise this demon and get it out of here. Let me see that Steve Young get this monkey off my back scene for Dak Prescott. See, somebody literally true. get yeah. this, no, not that monkey, that 300 million ton gorilla and throw it off his back so we can start moving forward. I want to exercise that demon. Okay, but Michael, when Steve Young finally broke through against your Dallas Cowboys, he had Dion on his side, right? Didn't that matter? Didn't that yes. sort of tilt the playing field in his favor? It, it certainly helped tilt the playing field in their favor. Um, it, of course, those three turnovers and 21 points we gave him early on Down. really helped also. Then we yeah. had to play from behind, yeah. you know, of course. You know, Dion's, Deon, you know how Dion is. This phenomenal guy. That's when I called Dion and said, hey, even though I had 12 catches, Two, almost 200 yards and three touchdowns, which were records at the time. Yeah. After that game, I called and said, hey, aren't we like best friends? Why are we fighting each other on the field? We should be playing together. He said, yeah, I'm going to come on to Dallas. That's how I got really? him to Dallas. I said, uh -huh. let's stop this madness. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Because there's no need of us fighting. So, yeah, yeah, it did go down that way. But it's Dak's turn now, Skip. Okay. It's Dak's turn to take it back. And I understand, Greg, what he's saying. We'll get there if you can get there. You want to avoid it, but I want you to exercise this demon so it can't just be a one-time affair. You can have confidence to trying to go back to back. Okay, so, Michael, bottom line, 
Last question. Can you see Dak Prescott outplaying Brock Purdy in a playoff game? And, and I would worry about this because Brock Purdy is in a system that allows him to play yeah. perfect football, and he can throw all these short passes, 200 yards yesterday, ding dunk, ding dunk, ding dunk. And those guys take yeah. it the distance because all of those guys got run after catchability. Yeah. I don't want you worried about going up against him and trying to do that. I want you playing your offense. I want you coming in saying we're going to do what we do. When we went up against those guys, Skip, they were they had a great offense. Jerry Rice, greatest receiver in the world. But you, we stuck what we we were a force in a physical football team. Yeah. We were not going to dink and dunk. We were going up the field with the football. Do what you do. You got to dance with the babe that got you there. You can't mm-hmm. change up on that. That's why I'd rather you exercise these demons. All right. Up next. Got to hear what Greg Jennings, the former Packer, says about this. Was yesterday at Detroit more about Jordan Love's rise or Detroit's fall? That's next. No mercy, no mercy. Won't back down. Now it is your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet, Marcus Martinez says, Last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, pictures were taken in black and white. And Michael Irvin had proof of that. Michael, I think he got you. You got a black and white picture of the last parade, right? Right, right, right. Hey, this is not digital. This was old film. You can try to make fun of it all you want, but that's okay. It was a sign, like the book says. It feels like it was the last. Well, that's a great picture. It is black and white, though. It It is is black and white. It was the last picture show to show. All right. Robert Merrill says, second tweet, Cowboys inviting a commander over for Thanksgiving, LOL. Hey, friend, what you doing? Yeah, I think that's Taylor Heineke and Randy Gregory once upon a time. And tweet number three from Eric. Key and Sherm calling in sick today to not have to deal with Skip and Playmaker. Bingo. Hey, you know what? He's right. Yes. He is as exactly he's dead right. They called in (laughs) sick, quote unquote. Sick. Yeah, where are you guys? I understand it. We need you. I I understand. I understand. I I, I can do it. Yeah. All right. Now back to the playing field and I ask Aaron who? Because Jordan Love played his best game as a Packer as Green Bay took it to the Lions in Detroit, jumping to a 23-6 halftime lead, finally winning 29-22. So, Greg Jennings, you obviously played for the Packers. Was this more about Jordan Love coming of age or the Lions getting exposed? I'm going to lean to the side of Jordan Love truly coming to age. And the reason why I'm saying this is because he finally – was able to put on display what we thought that they were going to have and look like as an offense with Christian Watson as his number one receiver. From the outset, it was the Jordan Love, Christian Watson. So first possession, it was just those two basically providing us what we thought we would get a glimpse of all season long, and that just has not been the case. And so when I look at Jordan Love and his inconsistencies throughout the course of the season, why is has that been the case? Because he's been without Aaron Jones at times over the yep. course of the season. He's been without, obviously, Christian Watson, who's only played eight games. Jaden Reed has been their best receiver, the rookie, out of Michigan State.
State and former Bronco from Western Michigan, as I was also a Bronco as well. So he's a player that they're going to lean on. But Jordan Love, in that game yesterday, he did a lot of things that we felt like he should be able to do throughout the course of the season, which is make those tight window throws, convert on third and longs, like get the ball and make smart decisions. Now, he still made some decisions that were questionable. He still are going to make those rookie quote unquote mistakes yeah. because this is year one. There's going to be that roller coaster ride where you, you're going to have to live with some of those valleys, those lows that he's going to provide you. But in, in when I watched him yesterday, this is what you want and what you hope to see out of Jordan Love after sitting for a few years behind one of the best quarterbacks to do it and doing it against a team that we all felt like was one of the best teams in in the NFC, in the Detroit Lions, a team that's rolling, that can score a lot of points. So for what they were able to do and what Jordan Love was able to do offensively to kind of fend off the Detroit Lions yesterday on Thanksgiving, I thought this was about Jordan Love coming of age. Interesting. And, and, and I thought it was about Jordan Love also. I thought it was about Jordan Love, but I also thought it was about Detroit. And, and, and let me just talk a little bit about Detroit first, because as you climb these steps to heaven, heaven being Super Bowl and Super Bowl championships all the time, what you're going to learn and what you have to discover and discern is now you're the target. It's all fun and games when you are the hunter. It's another game when you are the hunted. And you have to understand that as being part of, I'm going to be in this top team tier every year. Detroit had a great big game. That was a huge game yesterday on Thanksgiving. Matters. They very, very rarely got to this place with these kinds of wins, with an opportunity to say, this is who we are now. I told you, Skip, and and, and Greg, I said, one thing I was looking at when I watched the Cowboys is I don't want to forget that feeling that I've had over and over and over again. Like, oh, my God, we're going to lose this game. Uh, you, you know, here we yeah. go again. Here we go again. You know, and, 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 and Detroit has to rip that out of there. It's great when everybody's saying, oh, Detroit's coming, Detroit's coming. But now we're saying you're here. So now when we say you are here, that means everybody's coming after you. And Detroit has to know, stand up and shut that down. Mm. Now, let's go to Jordan Love, because I thought Jordan Love looked great yesterday. I've, I've been a Jordan Love fan. I When I see a quarterback take over for a great quarterback, you know what I look at? I start first seeing, let me see what great things you took from that great quarterback. And when I see Jordan Love, I see a lot of Aaron Rodgers. I see some of Aaron Rodgers. You see some of those throws he make that Aaron Rodgers made. You know, hands up, I'm going to get it here. I'm a different angle of this. They're great throws, and he made plays. Three straight drives, his first three drives, he went and scored. A rookie quarterback hasn't uh, done that since 1930, whenever the game started. You know, his three drives right, right, right yeah. down the field to score a touchdown. So I think he, with that Watson combination, that thing is going off the hook now. When I see them two, I said, boy, I can't wait to see what that's going to be. Now, sometimes the bad plays, Greg, I'm just going to say that's teacher to student, student that turned to teacher, mm-hmm. now teacher to student again. That's Brett Favre gave a little bit of it to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers said, I'm going to get it out of my game. Aaron Rodgers was great without throwing interceptions. But he would try sometimes. You know what he would try sometimes. It, it, 
and I think Jordan Love has some of that in him. You know, he's young. He'll try sometime, but I think he'll learn through that what all he can and can't do. And I just love what they have with Kristen Watson. I really do. I think that'll be a great combination we're going to be talking about for a lot of years. Yeah. And especially after how his career started. I'm talking about Watson, too. We were thinking maybe that was a bad pick mm-hmm. early on, but all of it is panning out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I second both of your emotions, but I'm going to start with the Lions. I have been impressed with their rise this year. How could you not be? But right. I, I have not been sold on them, and I've said it again and again on this show. I'm not sure they're ready to do that, as in go contend for the NFC in the Super Bowl. Their defense came in 22nd in points allowed, and it will give up big plays such as the very, you know, very first play of the game. And Jared Goff, when you least expect it, he will be in a giving mood on Thanksgiving yeah. and give it to you. And if we could quickly <laughs> see those first two plays in right. which he coughed it up, one got scooped and scored. If we could see that, oh, that's an interception there. But we, we got the two fumbles but they, that they, came they, early. But there was no time. Yeah. There was no time. Back. Okay, that's the, it, yeah. It, was that a forward pass or not? No, it was a fumble and a scoop and a score. And then... He gives up another one here Running. and those two plays, cash, cash, which brings me back to Jordan Love. I have said from the start, I love this young man's body language. I like his temperament. I like his poise under fire. I just like the way he handles himself. Is he going to be Aaron Rodgers, whom Greg caught football from? I, I doubt it. Is he going to be Brett Favre? I, I don't know, but I doubt it. But can you win a whole lot of football games with Jordan Love playing the way? Yes, you can. And he has consistently shown me that he does get better as the game goes on because the first time they played Detroit, remember, Michael, we were in Colorado to see Dion on Friday, and it was a Thursday night game. That night we were staying in Boulder. And, again, Jordan got off to a rocky start, but in the fourth quarter he just lit them up and almost got them back in the game. And I loved his ability to, to pull himself back up out of the hole. You know, he didn't just go into some shell like some young first-year starters do and, and couldn't get back up off the mat. He got back up and gave them all that they wanted. So I loved what he did yesterday because when given the opportunities, cash, cash, cash. And remember, Coach Lafleur said that he had a play scripted. There was an opening play bomb, and then he second-thought it and finally decided, no, we can't do that, and that Jordan Love came back to him as they were texting and said, no, 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 I got to do it. I want to go deep to Christian Watson on the first play. Mm. I don't know if we've shown it, Mm. but have we been showing it? You Mm. can show it one more time. But this is the first play of the game and set the tone for the game because they had scripted this, they had called it, and here's the deep throw to start the game. Very first play of the game, he just says, I got this. He said he'd slept on it. A little underthrown, but he was so wide open right. that it set the tone. So, Greg, are you seeing? You know, can w- w- put him in the the pantheon? Do you, c- could he live up to Aaron or Brett? Or what? What? What's your gut on this? Wait, wait, Skip. You, let me say, so, this, Greg. Right. Those are questions. Skip, that stuff is so important. What you just said, Skip. Yeah. I just want, well, so important okay. what you just said when you talk about little things like that because it gives you a peek inside the mentality. I always said, don't. I, I don't just listen to what one says. I want to hear how they think. You do. And, and that right there, that little thing right there, where where he's telling coach, no, 
No. Let's do this. Yeah. We've set our mind up. Let's go for it. I'm sure he, him and Chris, him and Watson has talked about this. They We're have. going to make that play. Now, what it does is give him, a, you are, you, this is your offense. This yeah. is really your offense. Yeah. I like the fact that he stepped up and said, let's stick with it. Let's, he made a call and the coach went with it. Little things like that will come back and it matters much. Mm. Yeah, go, Greg. I agree. And, and to answer your question, Skip, it's, it's unfair to it's say unfair. Kenny, I know. I whether it. or not he can live yeah. up to Aaron yeah. Rodgers or Brett Favre. However, what I will say is Aaron Rodgers stepped into a, a little bit of a different situation where defensively, we, there was a lot of questions on that team when Aaron Rodgers stepped in. There were a lot of unanswered questions defensively. Offensively, there weren't a lot of unanswered questions. There was a lot that was already established, yep. a foundation there, and it was a matter of can he be what Brett Favre was, not can this offense. And that's the difference. For Christian Watson and, and Jordan Love in particular, like they are the question. It's can this offense and can Jordan Love live up to Aaron Rodgers? And so that's where the shoes are a little bit different. He has to not only try to live up to the expectations of a Hall of Fame quarterback that really started his career off blazing hot. We just couldn't. We just had to learn how to win. But he he had he got off to a tremendous start what? in his first year as a, mm -hmm. a starter. And then, but there was pieces around him that were established, that were constants. When you look at Jordan Love, he has not been afforded that, unfortunately. And that's mm -hmm. why I say it's going to take time for them. They're going to have to learn mm -hmm. how to win with him under center. I think also he's going to have to learn how to do exactly what you and Michael just was talking about. Show that no, sh let me show to the load. Let me put right. a little bit more weight on my, my shoulders so that I can be forced to make these plays. Because if you start to take those type of opportunities off of a quarterback's plate, and again, I alluded to it earlier in the show, every team goes through uh, first, first 15 plays. Like you run those plays every single day, all day long, and you, and you know them like the back of your hand. And so for a coach, then too, going into a game to question whether or not I'm going to call that play one, a play that you've run all week long, yeah. and whether you've not had the success or you've had success, he's now questioning whether you can get it done, and you step up and say, no, I got this, that speaks volumes. And I'm with you, Michael. That speaks tremendous amount of volume because if Jordan right. Love steps back and says, yeah, okay, coach, you can call whatever play, and you've been practicing this all season long. Mm. That shows right. me that he lacks the confidence to pull the trigger his and shoulder self. a lot of this offense. Right. Mm. Exactly. Right. right. In, his, in his own self, and, and that, that you don't want. Let me, let me say this, because I hear you guys saying you don't see them. You know, we're not putting the pressure on the Aaron Rodgers and the Brett Favre. I mean, they, they, they won. What are we talking about? The Super Bowls? Because they, they each only won one, and I thought they had a billion and should have won more. Yeah. Uh, are we talking about... The, lo the lofty things they have done as far as yards and stuff in this league. Because the league is going to continue to be more of an offensive-oriented oriented league. They'll give them more opportunities to make plays. They're opening up the football field. He's going to get a lot. He's going to throw for a lot of yards, a lot of yards. It's, do those yards it, um, turn and convert to, to wins? And can you get a lot of those wins to convert to Super Bowls? And, and, and couldn't you go and try to take them to two Super Bowls to outdo those two legends? Even if you don't throw for more yards, I guarantee you, they'll give you a streak just like they gave Brett Favre mm. and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So, Greg, last question for you. 
How much do you think Packer Nation misses Aaron? Uh, I, I think they miss, us, miss him from the aspect of what we kind of talked about with Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott, that assurance of we're always going to be in the game, we're always going to have an opportunity to win. But in terms of moving on, moving forward, having a different uh, kind of sheriff in town, I don't think they miss him that much because we all see the potential. Michael, you kind of alluded to it. We kind of see the potential that's there. It's just, can it be sustained? Can it come out on a regular basis? And then can he take it to another level? Got it. Greg, we appreciate your time this morning. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And we will look forward to having you back on Undisputed here again soon. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Okay, Happy way to go. You guys hey, well. Great working with you, buddy. Way to go. Great working with okay. you, buddy. Michael's still with me as we discuss yeah. this or debate this next. I say this Cowboy team is the best Cowboy team since Michael Irvin's in 1995, the last Cowboy team to win a mm. Super Bowl. What does Michael mm. have to say about just that? Mm. Next. No mercy. No mercy. I said yesterday, right here on this show, that this is the best Cowboys team since Michael Irvin's 1995 Cowboys, of course, the last Cowboys team to win a Super Bowl. Michael Irvin, do you agree with that statement? And if so, how close is this team to your 95 team? And when, when, when I heard that statement, I thought, okay, let me look at this and break it down. Now, and I say this, I do compare it in this way. You remember, because I've seen somebody talk about this, and those back-to-back 150-yard games that, that CeeDee Lamb was putting up, you remember yeah. that's the year that that Alvin Harper went on to Tampa, and I, and I was shouldering that responsibility. I said, okay, now, we, 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 we're losing Alvin. We can still make this work. We can still make this work. You know, Kev, Kev, Kevin Williams will become, he, he became my other starting receiver. He ended up with 600 yards o- 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 over the year. That year happened to have been, my, was my best year. I mean, I carried, you know, I, I was, I said, I'm going to carry this passing game. Without Harp, I'll carry it. Of course, I had Jay Novacek, who's a great tight end, and yeah. my guy, you know, that mm-hmm. was my dude, great tight end. I ended up with 111 grabs, over 1,600 yards. My thought that week, that year, Skip, was without heart, I had to average 100 yards a game. You know, sure. for what we were doing back then, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a lot for as many times as we thrown the ball. Yeah. I love that CD now average, he was averaging 150 yards. You know what I mean? Putting yeah. put up back to back to back. You, that, that's the game now. So I say, yeah, in that sense, it's a lot. Because remember, he was, he was shoulder with carrying this passing game now that Amari Cooper is gone and everything. And Schultz, Ferguson hadn't stepped up. And now he's yeah. starting to play. Brandon Cooks, those guys are starting to play. So in that sense, I say, yeah, I liken this to the 95 team. Now what I want to see more of, and I saw a little glimpse of it, that's trending towards what you're talking about last night. When I see domination from that defensive line, not just in the passing, mm-hmm. not just in uh, pass rush, yep. but also in rushing. Yep. You, you couldn't run on that team. You, they weren't going. Charles Haley, those guys—they're not letting you run this football. No. They, you know what I mean. They were great at stopping the run. I saw some glimpses of that last night with Dallas, and, and as they move down, I hope that'll continue to happen. The other side, that offensive line that we had, 
I, I never felt that we were undermanned in any situation that mm -hmm. we went into going into those uh, San Francisco 49ers game or going into the great green, play, playing the great Green Bay Packers at the time. Mm -hmm. I never felt that there were any time that we were at a disadvantage. I do feel that way sometimes now with this team going up against San Francisco, that offensive line against San Fran's defensive line. Mm -hmm. So so I understand the gist of what you're saying, but there's some things that I want to see improve with this team before I give them quite that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm going to give you this, and obviously I covered all of your dynastic Cowboy teams, so I was right there in the middle of it watching it very closely from inside out. Is Dak Troy... No, but is Dak playing at an extremely high level? Yes, he is. And by the way, Michael, over the last five games, Dak Prescott over a five-game span has thrown for more yards and more touchdowns than any Cowboy quarterback in history right. has thrown for in a five-game span. They do throw the football. They will light you up in ways that your offense was more of a running offense and did not do that. That was not your M.O. That's not what you set out to do, even though you did shoulder the whole load in 1995. But the point is, is Tony Pollard Emmett Smith? Well, obviously not. Is, is he getting a little stronger and a little more sure of himself coming off what was a career-threatening surgery after the San Francisco playoff game last year, the hip drop tackle, the dreaded? Yes, he's getting better. Is he? No, he's not right, Emmett. he is. Okay, all right. Then is C.D. You, you? is No, no. but is C.D. rising into a point? Tony Romo yesterday on the telecast was making the point, I don't know if you were listening or just watching the best game. Receiver. Best, yeah, receiver the best receiver. Best receiver in the league. Best receiver in the league. Well, all I can judge by is what you're up against right now. And if you're putting him in the class with Tyreek and the class with Jamar Chase and we right. can go on, I, I'm saying I'm good. I'm, I'm there. I got you. Tony again made the point yesterday that the Cowboy offensive line is playing at as high a level as any offensive line in football. You can give me San Francisco's. We could go on and on about that. But, mm -hmm. okay, I'll – I'll take that. Is it your offensive line in 95? No, it's not. Because to me, that well might have been that, that whole your dynastic run of offensive line. That just might have been the greatest offensive line ever. So it's hard for me to put it up in that, that echelon. On defense, is Micah yet Charles Haley? No, but does he have the potential? Yes, he does. We saw him flash <laughs> that potential again yesterday. Am I right? And, yeah, he, and then, you're right. Hey. He has the potential to do even more things than Charles. Okay, I got it. You're you. right. Right. And, and right, I'm the right. biggest Charles Haley fan because all he did is win five rings. Too. Yeah, okay. And you know Me him too. very well. And finally, you had Neon Dion in your secondary that year. And all mm. he did was change sides. He went from San Francisco and a Super Bowl to Dallas and a Super Bowl. So obviously, that was huge for you guys. But. Am I saying Deron Bland is Deion Sanders? No, I'm not. But what Deron Bland is doing for this team is Deion-esque in impact because, right. my Lord, I, 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 we're about to talk about it here in a few minutes to put it in some perspective. But, right. Michael, the impact of five pick sixes in, in only 11 games is, is so extraordinary that it's giving a new life to a defensive unit that Tony Romo called yesterday the fastest defense in pro football. Well, it is. 
It just it's hard to deal with because of its team speed. And Michael, we'll again we'll get deeper in this, but when Drum Land gets the ball in his hands, he looks like a receiver to me when he runs with it. He looks like he can run after right, catch. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. 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 He, I said he, I, that wasn't you, Skip. Why are you? That was I, that was a fees I was talking about. I said the same thing to him. Yeah. I said I got to dig deeper into his history. He was yeah. a running back somewhere. The way he side swiped yesterday, oh. Sam Howell broke back to go get that touchdown. Just, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He, he he got switched to defense back. Skip, let me say something because yeah. I sat back when you were talking. And I said, oh, okay, because I said, nah, I really don't see it. But the more you talk, Skip, the more you brought me on the water. And let me tell you what I'm talking about when I say that. Okay, so, so, so wait a minute. You're right. It's not Emmitt Smith and it's not the running game we had. But, no. but it's, it's, it's a more dynamic passing game. Then, then oh, you know, it? when, well, it's just when in you talk theory, about, it's, it's okay. in philosophy. It's, right. a, it's what they do. It, yeah. And, and, it, yeah. and it's today's offense. It it's is. today's offense. Yeah. Today's offense is not going to be, you're not, you're going to, after you finish some games with the short passing game being your running game no. in today's offense, you in do. today's game, you know? So, so I thought, about, and then I thought about Bland. You're right. Bland is in Dion, but this is what, but you got to break up some players. Dion becomes Bland and Turpin. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's my that that that, that was my thought. That's true. Dion, yeah. what is it yeah. right? So Dion now he's bland when he's getting intercepting those balls, but Turpin when he returning that's Dion Sanders it's too. Dion. So yep. you know what I mean? It's, I started saying, wait a minute, this is starting to make sense. Maybe that picture says something because it really does mean something. And I told you earlier how it's not just. What you see happening is also how people feel about it. Yeah. You know, we are, uh, people, this, this stadium, I can't even tell you what it was like, buddy, when this play was happening. It was like everybody in the world knew what was going down. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, this, this, this had the same type of hype as the whole game had when they saw this play. And, and him making that, it was it was a phenomenal spot to be in. Absolutely, that's Dion is right there and what you're talking about. In the hope that it brings to everybody. That yeah. was an interesting thought. I just thought about it okay. when you when you were talking about Appreciate it. Appreciate that. So put this in perspective. This cowboy offense has just overtaken the Miami Dolphins as the number one offense in points scored this year. It's now averaging 31.5 a game. And Dak Prescott is just a tick below Brock Purdy in my favorite quarterback stat, QBR. But Pro Football Focus ranks Dak Prescott the best quarterback in all of the NFL. So we, we got that, that going for us. And then uh, back to we've won 13 straight games at home by an average of 20 points. And, Michael, you remember going back four, five, six, seven, eight years ago? The Cowboys lost yeah. their home field advantage because it, it was it, not it, a home field. It, advantage. it was not because it was America's stage. It was where you have big concerts and Final Fours and big boxing matches and big events were there, and it, it felt like it wasn't the Cowboys' home field. It was America's home field. So teams would come in right. without fear, and they would just take over America's stage. And that ain't right. happening anymore because not only right. are they they not winning games. They're getting annihilated game after game after game where our home field 
is now what it was for you guys because it was hard to right. beat you guys in, in your day. It was hard to beat Roger Staubach back right. in his day. So all you of a walked sudden. In the, you yeah. walked in that building, right. You, walk, you walked in that building, Skip, we're absolutely right, with a whole different perspective. Each time I walked in the building, the old yeah. stadium, the old stadium, I yeah. looked up and I, I, re, I, I said every name in the ring of honor, and I always would say, I'm not going to let you down today. I won't disappoint, you know what I mean? And, and, and I remember, Skip, I remember when they were closing down Texas Stadium. Yeah. And the Cowboys lost that game. I was mm. fire hot. Mm. I said I was fire hot. I remember when they would open up AT&T Stadium with the Giants. The Cowboys lost, lost that, that game. game and I was yeah. fire hot. I said, mm -hmm. you have no pride on where you sit your plate and eat with your family. Mm. This is home. This is supposed to be what? So, so you're right. That advantage the advantage was gone. Remember Eli and them coming in saying they, they, they were writing their names on the wall of the new stadium saying this is our stadium because they name. came in two yep. years in a row and beat them in that stadium. This mm -hmm. is our stadium. So, so we had to go through all of that. And now that is change. That has changed. Okay. So your teams earned your reputation in the postseason. That's the, you lived for the postseason and you, the playmaker, rose and shone when the lights were the brightest. Obviously, we don't have any body of work here for this team at all. All we know is it's won 13 in a row at home and next Thursday night, it has Seattle at home. And then 10 days later on a Sunday, it has Philadelphia at home. So now it starts. Now, now we start to find out because then after, I'm not, again, I believe that Dallas will win the Seattle game and the Eagles game and then go to Buffalo and then go to Miami, come home for Detroit, and then have to finish at Washington again against your arch rival. Maybe it won't mean anything. Who knows by that point? But my point to you is it's now time to live up against the good teams in, in ways right. that they have not. Because what's it so far? The, the, in the eight games they've won so far, the record, the combined record of those eight victims was 25 and 54, right? The right. upcoming schedule, the rest of the schedule, the teams are a combined 40 and 24. So we're going to play a whole bunch of winning teams that I believe we can beat. I, I, you know, would I be shocked if we won out? I would not be shocked because I think this team has the explosiveness, the firepower to be even more explosive than your, your dynasty teams were because the passing game is so prevalent now right. and they are right. so good at it and they got so much and, speed. Right. So much yeah. speed. Wait, wait, yeah. it's not even, when you do that comparison, it's not close. No. You know what I mean? When you talk about your speed comparison, it is not close. And I heard us talk about earlier, Cavante Turpin being the fastest guy on the team. Yeah. I'm telling you, just like in Miami, you mentioned, Skip, when I'm over there, they're arguing that point. Brandon Cooks wants to race Turpin. Like, oh, you are really? the fastest well, dude in here. I'd so like so it's kind of like what Miami has. Yep. Right, right, me too, me too. But, 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 you, but that kind of speed on offense and that kind of speed on defense, I, the last people to lead a football field, you know, so many people there last night, was, was Dak and Bland. Mm. And, and, and I was thinking and I was hoping, like, okay, these guys are the last one leaving the field. I remember last, walking off that field the last day, last moments with, with a guy like Charles Haley. 
Yeah. Whenever I see offense and defense, let me tell you why that's important. Because mm. now we're walking off discussing it as a unit. What Mike McCarthy tried to talk about playing complementary football, yeah. you can't get in a play calling sheet. That has to be built in the locker room, men talking to men, offensive and defensive men walking together all football field, yeah. understanding how are we playing together. That's why things like that are important. And I always said with the Cowboys, I used to see the offense leave and the defense come on, and nobody said a word to anybody. Mm. I don't see that anymore. Mm. And that's, that's so important because that's what you call accountability one way or the other. Yeah. You have to have had conversations about, these, about this game. Now, are you being accountable and held to the conversations you've had with each other? That's mm. why the conversations are important as you see offense lead, defense come on. Defense lead, mm. offense come on. You're checking with each other about what we said to each other and how, how, how well are we holding them up. Okay, last quick question. Scale of 1 to 10, how much do you trust Dak and this team in the postseason, this coming postseason? I, there's a process to getting ready to play in the postseason. Yeah. You know, we, we went there the first year. We lost to Detroit. First year, we beat Chicago, lose to Detroit. Then, then, you know, you're like, okay, okay. I was like, wow, then it, it'll be great if we can get a break because – Going into that second game, Detroit was fresh and we were not. You know oh, what I mean? So you learn more and more as you mm -hmm. go through this thing how to win. Dak has to be at that place now yeah. where he understands what it takes to win in the playoffs. And I'm seeing it because I'm seeing a different Dak on the football field. Dak's moving around like he used to move around in his younger years yeah. now, looking up the field to make plays. So, so that, that, that I give him an opportunity, and I think it will be different this postseason. The difference has to come from what we talked about just then, that – that checking in with each other when they're walking off the football field, that would be a huge difference. Okay, so trust scale, you're about an eight maybe? I, I, I would say, yeah, I would say an eight and a half, almost a nine, okay. only because I'm seeing the communication All between right. those important units. All right, I'm sticking at a seven. I'm not totally sold, but I'm seeing supreme potential here. All right, up next, Michael and I make some game picks. Ohio State, Michigan. Jags at Texans, Bills at Eagles. Can't wait. Back to the sports we just can't quit thinking about and talking about. Michael, let's make three quick game picks. We got Jacksonville at Houston, Buffalo at Philly. But let's begin with Ohio State at Michigan on Fox, noon Eastern. That's Michigan favored by three and a half. Who you got, Michael? Uh, it's in Michigan, and I'm it taking is. Michigan. Okay. And I know this is going to be a, 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 a heated game because everybody will be tuned in and everything with all that's going on around Jim Harbaugh. Right quick, Skip, I, I, last time, I just want to tell you how Ohio State, how crazy it is. I was with Chris Carter. We were at, this, at the Hall of Fame. It was the gold jacket yeah. ceremony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We went to the bathroom, right? Chris Carter and I went to the bathroom. We're literally in the stalls using the bathroom. And Chris turns to me and said, hey, watch this. He said, oh, H. And everybody else called back, oh, oh. I said, are you joking? We're in the bathroom right now. Yeah. And they, they're so crazy about that Ohio State and that Ohio area. Chris then looked at me and said, 
holler the you and see what happens. Nothing. Right? You know what I mean? Nothing. Like nothing. That, that, that game is going to be so hyped and so incredible. But the farther the story here, I want to see Michigan win so I can see everybody squirming about what to do now that Jim Michigan Hollow. has won yeah. and moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Remember, you were in Canton, Ohio for that ceremony. So you were in right, Ohio. Right, right. And this right, is in Ann right. Arbor, Michigan. And I am with you. I am taking the home team. I'm taking the Wolverines. As I told you, Michael, the moment I heard Jim Harbaugh was suspended for the last three games and couldn't coach on game day but could coach during the week, I said Michigan is going to use that as motivation to go win the national championship. I still mm -hmm. believe they're the best team. I think they're a little better than the Ohio State, and I think they will prove it and play sky-high football for their coach in the biggest game of the year, and I can't wait to watch it on Fox. That's 9 a.m. I'm sorry, noon kickoff, 9 here in Los Angeles on Saturday, tomorrow. Okay, let's do Jaguars favored by a point and a half, Michael, at Texans. This is going to be something to watch because you can really get a read on one team or the other. Who you got? Well, well it's something to watch also because, okay, it'll be for first place, but what we're seeing now is I, I, I was trying to think about this, Skip. When have we seen this? When have we seen two, we, we got two young, great quarterbacks that yeah. we know we can see a future in each of them. Sure. When have we seen that battle between two great quarterbacks in the same division? We've had in the same conference. Yeah. But in the same division, we're going to see two or three. We can see, I see these guys playing twice and even three times a year for a long time. You know Maybe. what I mean? For a long time. Yeah. And with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, that was in the same conference. Mm -hmm. But we're not really in the same division, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I, 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 I got Jacksonville winning this game. I got Jacksonville winning this game, even though here again here, I would love for my heart to be right yeah, and Houston win the game. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to, just to, just to, well, for what for what Ryan, what D'Amico Ryan's has done, and, and this young kid, how he has raised up. He doesn't have the talent that Trevor Lawrence has around him, but he's raising that talent up and it's playing like the tra talent that Trevor Lawrence has around him. Okay. I am once again completely with you. This is a head over heart pick for me. Jacksonville clearly was not ready to play at San Francisco's level a couple of weeks back, and that was in Jacksonville. But I don't think even in Houston that the Texans are quite ready to play at the Jaguars level just yet. So I'm going to go close game, tight game, photo finish. But, but I got Trevor Lawrence making one more play than C.J. Stroud is capable of making at this stage of his growth. He did throw right. the, the picks last week. But, but again, he has had an extraordinary year. Speaking of the Ohio State, he's the best quarterback to ever come out of there already. But again, I will be rooting for the Texans. But my head says Jaguars right. on this game. Okay, it drops a lot of water. Yeah. It drops a lot of water on that Jacksonville parade if the Texans win this game. Wow. Because you're going to say, wow, they're already better than us without that talent. This could be a long situation for us. So, so that's why the Jags got to win this game. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, Bills are three point underdogs at Eagles. Who you got here? Oh, please. I got I, 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 I'm so upset, Skip, 
Because when I went into this run, when we went into that run where you saw Kansas City, all those teams that Philly had to play, I said, oh, man, they'll lose a couple of these games. And, of course, they, they beat Kansas City. And, and, and I think they're going to beat the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are trying to find, find themselves. And they feel like, oh, we're back. Everybody's saying it. But remember I always say it about those, demarking, those demarcations. You, you say you're back. Now you got to go and prove it on the football field. Philly has been doing a great job of finding ways to win football games even when they're not playing their best football. And I want people to give that right credit to Jalen Hurts. It's not about throwing, not about running. That's about leadership. It is. That's about never letting our guys stop yep. believing mm-hmm. that we're going to win this football game so they always give 100% effort. Yeah, I got you. Jalen Hurts is the best leader in the National Football League, and he is the backbone of that team. And, and when you talk about tush pushes, it's all Jalen Hurts underneath. It's, it's, listen, th- this man is an extraordinary, high, intangible, playmaking player. But the point is, I, I said going into this stretch just like you did, I'm putting my metallic blue-colored glasses back on. I just thought Philly would struggle in this stretch, and they right. did struggle at Kansas City. And the Chiefs, as you know, literally dropped the ball. Literally, literally. last Monday night, dropped the ball. Valdez-Scantling dropped the ball, or we might be having a different conversation. So I'm going to probably fall on my sword again on this one, but I just thought the Eagles would struggle in these next four games that they have. So I'm going to go Josh Allen in this game. It feels like Buffalo has found itself a little bit. The Eagles' defense is gettable. It is torchable, and I think Mm -hmm. Josh could have a big game there in a high-scoring game and figure out how to outscore Jalen and company. All right, up next... We got to talk about this, and I got to hear what Michael Irvin has to say about this because Deron Bland, how do you explain this? That's next. No mercy, no mercy. The most shocking play of the NFL season so far, at least to me, happened late in yesterday's Cowboy game when what? Deron Bland returned. His NFL record fifth interception for a touchdown? Are you kidding me? That's five pick sixes in just 11 games. Cowboys still have six games to go. This is impossible. Michael Irvin, Cowboy Hall of Famer that you are, please put this in some perspective for me. I I, I don't know that anyone can put this, or certainly I can't put this in perspective. This is simply phenomenal. It's simply phenomenal. When you think about the gifts and talents that have come through this league, we just talked about one of them, Deion Sanders. You know, I always say I went through gold jackets to get my gold rings. I'm (laughs) joking, but I'm not lying. You know, that means I played the Deion Sanders, the Dale Greens, the Rod Woodson's, the Aeneas Williams, the Mm -hmm. Champ Bailey's. There you go. I played. They fought all around the football field, all around the football field. Greatest dudes that ever played in the National Football League at the position that we are discussing right now. I saw him week in. I saw him week out. If I had to go to the restroom, they lifted they left it up. There you go, Mike. They were right there with me. Everywhere you went, I saw some of the best in the world. You did. I've never seen this. No. I've never seen this. No? I've never seen it. I, and let me tell you what I said I've never seen. I've never seen 
I've never seen this kind of a run. <laughs> we're going to talk about Deron Bland. But prior to that, we were talking about Trayvon Diggs. Thank you. And he's the same stuff. The same stuff. Same stuff. We talked Impossible. about it, Skip. When yep. they lost Trayvon Diggs, I'm like, oh, my God. They just gave him 100. He had just, he had just earned. I hate when people say they gave. No, yeah, he earned. He earned it. He had just earned a $100 million mm-hmm. contract. Yeah. $100 million contract. We were saying, oh, my God, this is, that's going to hurt us. That's the one person I didn't want to leave. I would leave the field because now I could take advantage with Trayvon Diggs. Back then, you take advantage of Michael Parsons. Mm-hmm. They worked hand in hand. The front end and the back end worked together. So now I, it was, I, I said, we, we're going to lose that back end. We're going to lose that back end. But we did not lose that back end. Mm. We lost a $100 million corner to injury, and God knows I'm hoping and praying that you get well soon, son, and get back. We got a million-dollar-a-year cornerback that's doing insane things. Insane. Now, I've already mentioned this. I've already mentioned this and giving credit to where it belongs. When we, and I put them you together have. in that I sense when going. I said I never seen yep. Because, and, and, I, and I, Skip, I wanted to bring this up while Greg Jennings was on. I mm-hmm. should have mentioned it about Al Harris. Al Harris. I, I can't, I, I can't Al Harris, yeah, the defensive coach. back yep. coach for the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Yep. How can we not point to this? When you see two guys come in this league, and, 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 and none of them, they've never been coached by anybody else but Al Harris. Yeah. You lose a $100 million cornerback, you get the next dude, and you're doing this with him after that other $100 million cornerback already has NFL records littered in this same category. Mm-hmm. Mind blown. Boof. You have never seen it? I don't know. I will go so far as to say this. You will never see it again. That's the kind of credit I say Al Harris deserves putting these kind of guys together on the football field. Yeah. It's not like you were drafting the best that we had to offer. It's you turned them in to the best that we have to offer. Mm. Beautifully said. And I hark back to what you brought up. Michael, you and I were sitting here on this show the day after, yes, it would have been the day, because it was a Thursday that Trevon Diggs right. tore his ACL at practice. We're talking about practice. He tore his right. ACL, and we were devastated. I was so crushed, I said, well, I'd pick them to get to the Super Bowl, and I can't do it anymore because I got the two bookend corners because we had acquired, we stole from Indianapolis, Stephon Gilmore, who's still playing a very high level, maybe not quite defensive player of the year level. But I thought Diggs and Stephon, we got it, right? Now we have that opposite corner that we did not have to Trevon. And it felt like the season was over. And it felt like the team played like the season was over because then they went, as we know, to Arizona. Arizona and they just, they weren't ready. They did not show up for about three quarters at Arizona until Joshua Dobbs, that it was just too late. And we didn't know Joshua Dobbs was that good because we'd beaten him on a Thursday night at Tennessee, obviously, last year. And then he dobbed us in this game, or dabbed us, right? And right. he's and, gone and, on Skip, to show you he's know what, legit. You remember, Skip? Yeah. Skip, you remember when that thing went down with Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott. Yeah. And everybody said, oh, my God, they don't respect Dak Prescott. They don't respect he, yeah. he said, you're in my end zone. You're not going to get out of here. Everybody took that 
as a disrespect to Dak Prescott. That yeah. was Trayvon Diggs saying, I, it's not about disrespect to him. It's this is my end zone. This is my defense. And you're not scoring here. That's what left the field. Not just the cornerback. But that mentality okay. and that same thing that everybody highlighted, that's right. what you so, were talking so Michael, about. We no, were so scared of. Okay, no disrespect to Trevon Diggs. I love him. Can't wait until he gets back. Right. Is it possible Deron Bland is playing at a little higher level than, than even Diggs was playing at? A pro bowler? Is it possible? Listen, Deron Bland is making a case right. for defensive player of the year. He is. Of He's got to be in the conversation. The yeah. Of, of the, the year. year with this kind of thing, with this kind of thing. And let me tell you the importance of it. And, and, and I'll answer that question because I think it's, it's important. Trayvon Diggs, remember, he was doing this stuff with limited opportunities because people were saying, oh, we can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, let's be careful going over here. Let's be careful going sure. over here. Now, Deron Bland, even though this man had all of those interception returns for a touchdown, he's still getting some opportunities. Some opportunities. He's still going he to have some yeah. opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, so which is great. He got one late yesterday and took it to the house. And, and you talked about this earlier. Also, that Stephon Gilmore, you saw that pass that he broke up down the right sideline. Yeah, hey, that was big time. That, right. That's defensive that was, player of the year, Stefan. Yeah. Right, right, right. And he felt that, too. He felt that. I, I said, oh, he, he got to go to energy. This is just, it, it, it's, it's incredible, and it's hard to fathom. Because I always say to people, stop. Stop just regurgitating what you hear people say. When they always say, well, defense wins championships. No, defense gives me the opportunity to win championships. <laughs> points wins championships. Mm. You got to score points. Now. Turnover defense wins championships. Why? Because turnover defense gives me the chance to score more points. Mm -hmm. You could be the number one defense and stopping people because defense determined by yards, determined by yards, but still yeah. not win a championship. You see what I mean? Yeah. But, but this right here takes it to another level, and there's nothing else more important in an NFL game than someone who can turn the ball over but also score with it. Yeah, and it's so contagious because, Michael, he's not just pick-sixing, but this young man has started only 17 games in two years as a Dallas Cowboy as a fifth-round draft choice, and he has 12 interceptions, so he has seven beyond the five pick-sixes, right? right? So he has 12 interceptions in 17 games. He's becoming the Tom Brady of cornerbacks as a later round pick, Tom was obviously a sixth round pick, became the greatest quarterback ever. But Deron Bland, as a fifth rounder, is is look he's gonna make the Pro Bowl. He he might make first team all pro, and he's at least in the conversation for defensive player of the year, and he's still a very young player. And we talked about this earlier. When he takes off with the football, he played receiver in high school. He must have been really good in high school because right. he, I know it was just Sam Howell that he made him miss, but, but he put a move on Sam Howell and then on a couple of the Washington receivers down near the goal line. He can run and move. He's got offensive skills to back. go. It, it was a double cut. He, he put a double move right. on Sam. Whoa, what? I mean, this right. is legit. That, it, it, this you is you can real. see it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. this right here, bam, that sets up the cut. Oh. Right there. The, the, yeah, that, the, oh. you, it's, not ju it's just not a cut across. It was a set up the cut. 
That, that play, he ah, set up look at this. the quarterback. I, I that's mean, phenomenal. Hey, and right we kept there. talking about how Bam. Trevon Diggs is a receiver playing cornerback because he went to Alabama as a receiver, and Coach Saban right. said, how about trying right. the other side? Right. Okay. We, we, so is Drawn Bland. He's a receiver playing cornerback. And last quick point, Michael, it's before your time, but in my early days covering the Cowboys back in 1981, there was a kid out of Dallas and then out of Grambling named Everson Walls, and I think you know Everson, right? Yeah, he's a good friend of mine, and he's a great man. And he, as a rookie, set the Cowboy record with 11 interceptions, but it was because Everson was undrafted because he he really couldn't run much. You know, he he didn't have much speed at all. Deron Bland's got real speed to him. Right. Everson, they were Real just speed. throwing at him every play because they said, well, we'll, we'll just go over there because he, he can't cover anybody. Well, it, it, you want to talk about ball brilliant. hawk. If Everson got his hands oh, on brilliant. the football, he was going to was brilliant. snatch it. Yes. So He was, skip, br- skip. He was brilliant. And, yeah. and I, I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 I'm in the Hall of Fame because of Everson Walls, no doubt about it. When I first well, got to Dallas, Cubby was the first dude that really showed me a lot of things. Really? I thought I was great at really? getting off the jam. That first time I went up against Cubby, he jammed me to the ground. He was very he, physical. He tricked yeah. me with it. Yeah. He was so smart. He was so smart. And then he would turn and start teaching me about what to look for and how to look for at this level. At this level. He was he was he understood football. He couldn't outrun no. an ant. No. But he was he, never no. out of position. He was. He was never yeah. out of position. Just a hell a great player. Great player. Great Beautiful player. story. Thank you for that. Up next, Lil Wayne joins us to talk Cowboys and Packers and Lakers. Can't wait. No mercy, no mercy. Back down. Once again, the man who needs no introduction joins us, as always, on Fridays here on Undisputed. He is the GOAT. <laughs> he is my brother, and he's about to go deep dive into my Cowboys and his Packers, but first up, America's team. Let me set this up with Jerry Jones was asked after yesterday's game if the Cowboys have the team to win it all, and he answered with a resounding, emphatic yes. Of course he did, but he said there are four or five other teams good enough to win it all, some coming up on our schedule, their schedule, Others they might have to go through in the playoffs. You can guess who those teams are. But Jerry added that his team has, quote, unquote, prepared for the toughest part of the year. I'll buy that. So, Wayne, did you see a potential Super Bowl team yesterday at Jerry World, or should I not trust this team against the best teams? Skip, I saw a potential Super Bowl team. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. I mean, they look great. They look great, and they only can play who they who who's on the schedule. Sure. So you already know. I don't even need to go into that part about look who they who they played and all that. But man, what I took from that is Dak, Dak, Dak. The same thing I got from the last game. Dak looked great, man. Dak looked. He, I mean, he looked and also like, C- like different great. Exactly. Yeah. CD, CD, yeah. CD okay. is he's starting to look like uh, the Dallas Debo. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what he's starting, yeah. he's starting to look like the Dallas Debo. How you doing? 
punk, you know what I mean? I, I, <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, I was, hey, hey, he's with you. Way, the way you try, you, you know you <laughs> you know you make my heart feel good talking like that. Yeah. You know you make my heart feel good saying that. That's why I appreciate you just saying that. You know what I'm saying? But 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 you, you threw that picture away. Yes, and I love that. <laughs> that you that picture picture away. Away. Like Did you Michael, that he's asking about away. your your parade picture in black and white. <laughs> Did you oh, throw yeah, it away? Oh, the parade picture, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you see that? Uh, uh, that's cold, right. yeah. Black and white, though, right there. Like old Babe Ruth baseball card. Grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> old Babe Ruth baseball card. It does. <laughs> and, and we had somebody text saying, that's how long ago it was. You I, I know? saw that. What, it's funny. When, when, yeah. when I saw this picture, man, I was, I, you know, I was like, wow. I, that's just such a great moment right there. And I wish and hope that I, I really want all players to experience this mm-hmm. moment with their city, but certainly I would love to see my, my team experience <laughs> it again with their city. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to ask it again mm-hmm. because you're as deep a thinking sports fan as I've mm. ever known. Sh- how much should I trust? Should I trust going forward Dak and company as we approach mm. what I'm pretty sure is going to be postseason. I don't know exactly how the postseason is going to shake out, but I'm pretty sure this team is going to make the playoffs. And then what? Should I trust it or dread it? I say trust it. The reason why? Mike McCarthy. That's Mike why. McCarthy, yeah. and a guy I have rarely trusted. Oh, why? my God. Dude. Because? I mean, because he, he's been there and he, he I mean, he's look, he also is, he's looking like he's thinking different. He's moving different. It also yeah. looked like what he told, what he said at the be- when he first signed about he was locked up in some room just yeah. going through this and learning this. Yeah. And it looked like he that's coming to fruition. I still okay. don't know if he actually did that, right. but it looked like if he did, it's all coming to fruition. Okay, it. and yeah. for the record, as we all know, you're a Packer fan. Yes. So once upon a time, Mike McCarthy called plays for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he did. In a Super Bowl victory, yes, right? Yes. Okay, so he is. did that, and I think that's the main reason Jerry Jones hired him is because he does wear a Super Bowl ring, yes, even though it was now what thirteen years ago. Yes. Okay. It, it was. Uh, I don't even want. It was what thirty years for y'all, right? <laughs> just, I'm just trying to. Yeah, make yeah sure. thirty years. Thirty, 30 trying years. To, trying to make sure. Yeah, nineteen ninety-five. It was. Th- yeah. <laughs> okay, Michael, yeah, are you trusting years. Dak and Mike McCarthy together going forward? And this is why I sat back when, 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 when Luane said that. I was like, wow, that's insane. That's incredible. But that's my thought. And I was there already. I was there already. Let me tell you why. And I almost mentioned this and I asked you guys about it. You heard what Greg Jennings said. Mm-hmm. Luane has experience with Mike McCarthy. Luane has, I mean, Greg has experience. Greg has. And Greg yeah. said, what happened? Why did guys start it? Why did teams come back? He said, Mike will let his foot off the pedal. Mm-hmm. He will let his foot off the gas. I don't see that happening I don't see now. It either. And that's the difference right there. Lil Wayne talked about him spending time in that dark room. I don't know if he was doing the all Walter or whatever, but he was in the dark room, figured it out, like Aaron Rodgers said. But, but, but that's one of the things that we're sitting back saying. Saying, wow, okay, maybe he did figure this part out. Hmm. This is a different game, and the game was changed. It was in that transition. Remember, coming from a running game to a passing game, uh-huh. late, late in games, all coaches coming out of that era. 
got conservative late in game because you went to the running attack to win the game, mm -hmm. to salt the game away. Mike McCarthy said he went and spent time. I didn't think about this till Wayne brought it up. Now, did that help you understand you have to finish games sometimes with the passing game now? Now he's loosening up and making these plays. He did a great job in how he brought Dak along. So I got to give him credit. I got to give him credit. And as I said, LeWayne just made me think about other things. What game was it where he, uh, how long ago was it where he started, where he said he's going to call, call the plays and all that? How far back? Yeah, how far back. I mean, back. just this year because they lost Kellen Moore. I mean, right. he, he, I think he basically fired Kellen Moore and so I, that he could take over the play call. Exactly, and okay. I think that plays right. another huge part in everything as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just right. not, not, right. not even the plays he's calling, just him having that, just him having that role. All right, so, Wayne, obviously you and I go back and forth because you are – you're almost born to hate the Cowboys the way I'm born to love the Cowboys. You just don't like a lot of things about them. I didn't okay. say that. Okay, but I don't like you, the way you are delusional. Okay, you don't like my people. delusion. Yes. And you go so far as to insult my Cowboys by calling them cowgirls. How is right? that an insult? How is, How is that an insult? insult? Okay. Well, How is that? When you saw Miss Dolly Parton last night with that <laughs> yeah, cowgirl okay. well, she, she, uniform on, <laughs> how is that an insult? Wow. <laughs> She hey, said nine to five, baby. Nine. nine that she go. That she go. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we are the champions. Yeah. <laughs> if only, right? All right. All I know is this: my team has suddenly overtaken the Miami Dolphins as the highest scoring team in pro football at thirty-one and a half points a game. And you say, "Well, who have they played?" I got you, but we we demolish everybody that we play. My team has won 13 straight games at home by an average of 20 points. That's impossibly great home field advantage where you, you are not just beating teams at home, you are obliterating teams at home. Mm -hmm. And the quarterback I have failed to trust in the past because he's given me no reason to trust is suddenly just a tick behind that Mr. Irrelevant, who's being very relevant in San Francisco, he's just – Tick behind Brock Purdy in my favorite stat in QBR, just a tick behind. That's what I'm talking and about. And Pro Football Focus is ranking Dak Prescott as the best quarterback oh, in pro it. football. Okay? So I, I got a lot of things going because you, you know and I know you love Micah Parsons because I love Micah Parsons. You know him and you've gotten to know him. Mm -hmm. And he's just legit. Is, is he Charles Haley? Maybe not. But as Michael says, he's got the capability to do more things than Charles could do. He, again, down the stretch, I'm expecting him to wreck games for my defense. And my defense is definitely the fastest defense in pro football. I don't know about it, that. It, well, who's faster? San Fran. I, I, I just don't think San Francisco is faster. I don't. I'd like to see him line up and run 40s against our guys because okay. our guys can fly. You ever saw Trent run? Trent Williams? Yes. Okay, <laughs> Big well, boy. Yeah, did you see him moving? Did you see him move on those two McCaffrey plays? Oh, on one of those pulls? Oh, my okay. God. Well, he's free. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. on, on one of them, I think, I'm, I'm not sure if it was McCaffrey or Debo, but on one of them, he was already in the end zone. He pushed him in. The, come on, man. Get in okay. the end zone. So, so are you saying San Francisco is way better than Dallas? We was talking about how fast the defense is. <laughs> Skip, I don't know how <laughs> you got all the way I, there. I want to hear, so right, right, but I want to hear a little way. What did, what did you say when you saw Deron Bland take that interception back for the record? Mm. Magic. Mm. I like that. I like that. I like that for him. I know his. I know how. He, I know his history. I know his, his whole story. I like that for Deron. Okay. I love it actually. Is he legit? 
Is it? Is I, it, I don't think. I don't flash think. in the pan. It's not a question. No, there's no such thing. Not Thank a question. You. All right. Okay. Up next, we got to change the subject, and we got to talk about Wayne's pack. Was yesterday about Jordan Love's rise or Detroit's fall? That's a good question. <laughs> next. Once again, it's your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Tony D. Cowboys beating up on losing teams. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. All right. 11 just wait. Weeks in. Just wait. We're about to see, aren't we? <laughs> and here we yep. go again from Coach Edwards, one of our faves. Undisputed commercial had the appeal of some of the greats' acting right. skills. Okay. I, no, we're not going to go yeah. there because that's the GOAT. That's the GOAT. I'm not going there. That, that is the GOAT that right there. That priceless. I you, mean, it's, you see? Oh, what? It's, what? Thank you. What? Come on, Come on. Amazing. Thank you. All right. And finally, from Mason, this is always how it goes. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys cycle. Season starts, beat up on bad teams. Delusional fans get their hopes up. We them boys. This is our year. Choke in divisional <sighs> round. Okay. It has gone that way over and over and over That's again, I Mason. I love when I don't have to say anything. Okay, but it ain't happening this year. Mason, you're going to have to burn this meme before it's over. All right, let's get back to business. As you almost certainly know, Lil Wayne has been a Packer fan for much of his life, most of his life. And his team and his young quarterback had what sure looked like a breakthrough win yesterday in Detroit. So, Wayne, was yesterday more about Jordan Love coming of age or Detroit being an overrated contender or a combination thereof? I think Detroit for real, so I would not, really? yeah, okay. not call them overrated. So I think it was more about Jordan. I think it was more about the coming of age of Jordan. Also, because, you know, just him going through his the confidence thing, the motivation, yeah. just all that, the confidence of the coach, and then, I, you know, that first play. Says First it all. Play. First play, we coming out. We coming straight out the huddle, and we going down the field. Straight. Did you read that Coach decided? Text him the yeah. night. Yeah, like, text him. Woke up. Let's it. not do it. And yeah. he, he told Coach, "No, I have to do it. Have to. I have to do it." So, okay. yeah. And by the way, you know Coach very well. My oh, man. And what are you seeing from Jordan so far? The confidence. I'm seeing Just the confidence. Right. And also, yeah. I think when I say when I say confidence, I think his confidence actually starting to uh, is starting to reveal. His skills and what he actually can do, and what they what they believed in him, the reason why they drafted him. I think once the once the confidence is yeah. there, and also the team, the team is believing in him. Like those young those young they boys, are. they like you know what I mean. They, they they like you. You're the leader, and we going with you. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, and, and, and I just like the work that they've gotten in. You know, prior to we talked about that. You know, last year, Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and not being on the same page with those receivers. And Aaron Rodgers not in camp or he's in camp. Same book Who at do all. you think those receivers were working out with when Aaron Rodgers were deciding and moving them back and forth and all of that? Mm. You're starting to see all of that hard work mm. come to fruition now. You know, because, I, 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 guys, I used to watch backups. I, 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 I used to watch Jason Garrett. I worked him to death. Mm. I can't tell you how happy I was when he finally had some opportunity to have success on Thanksgiving, when he had when that he big game. When he played quarterback for the Cowboys, yeah. Right, yeah. because mm-hmm. I've watched him practice all this, put in all this work and mm-hmm. never really get any game time. Yeah. So we were hyped 
to see him play. And we were going to play hard because Coach Garrett had earned that. You know, we wanted to play hard for him. He had a great game. You know, he carried that. Then went on and had a great career and became a great coach. In Vegas. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's all of that. You're seeing that work on the field, and I just love seeing those two play. Watson and, and Love. I'm telling you, I told him this earlier, Lil Wayne, this is going to be one of those great combinations for a long time. It's going to be able to get up there. I'm telling you, with the ABs that they have in Philadelphia, in the 88 we have in Dallas, this combination will be one of those combinations in another two, three years. By the way, Michael, didn't Jason Garrett have to replace Troy when he got banged up? or I think he got concussed. Wasn't that on Thanksgiving against the Green Bay Packers? I, that's why I brought it up, Skip. Thank you. And he oh, went off that game. He did. That's why I brought it up. Wait, that was against the Packers. To Jason Garrett, the, the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? Really? I love I love JG. He's a great commentator, too. He's a great, um, great dude. He's on TV now. Right. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Great dude. So he's a great dude. I have told you again and again there's something about Jordan Love I love. Yes. It's the intangibles, it's the body language, it's the poise under fire, it's the way he carries himself as still a very young player thrown into the hottest fire because you have to replace that guy. I'm not a big fan of that guy. (laughs) You got to the point where enough, like more trouble than worth because he's the biggest diva in the history of quarterbacks to me and he, he became insufferable playing you in Green Bay until finally they wouldn't play his game anymore, and they just said, that's enough. We're, we're moving on to Jordan Love. And it was a big plunge, and I'm not saying Jordan Love is ever going to be Aaron Rodgers, but he can be a really good Jordan Love. Jordan Love, yeah. And, and you can go places with that because you can just tell that team, as you just said, it believes in him and it rallies around him and wants to play for him and they're having fun in ways they did not have fun yeah, last year. That's how it comes right. to There you go. Right. And Christian Watson, I don't care what, he is a stud mm-hmm. because I think he's 6'4". I think he's 6'4", 220, and he ran 4'3". I mean, yeah. he, he is a rare combination of size and speed. I like Romeo, too. Yeah. And Romeo, yeah. yeah. So you got... You got yeah. It's it's more fun to root for than it was a year ago because you're you're kind of rooting against your quarterback. Yeah, at some exactly. Point, it's kind of right? like it's kind of it was last year. It was kind of like knowing it's the the teams last year. Yeah. That type of thing, like the uh, Oakland A's, uh, mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Athletics. Now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. But in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. in the big picture, I don't want to discount your your victory. I just never bought into Detroit this year, and they're they're very good. But are they that good? Are they? I I think you guys exposed them a little bit yesterday. I said that. Their, their defense came in ranked 22nd in points allowed. You can get that defense, and if you get that quarterback and your your man, Mr. Gary from Michigan, he he got him three times, three big times, and he caused two big it fumbles. Was amazing. Well, and that was the place where he had wrecked his knee the mm-hmm. year before. All right, up hey, next. Who said, who said yeah, Aaron Rodgers home that, 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 that yeah. last year? Send Aaron Rodgers home. Detroit, no, I'm just Detroit did. Detroit did. Right, right. And let me tell you, yeah. that's what I saw too. I saw that game coming back yesterday. 
And I love that. I love that love said, we're going to pay you back for that. We did. We did. Okay. All right. We got to get Wayne's thoughts on this before we go. Is he encouraged or discouraged by the Lakers play of the late? Lakers are now nine and seven with seven of their next eight on the road. So, Wayne, uh, you're obviously a big Lakers fan. Are you encouraged or discouraged by what you've seen so far? Uh, that's an easy, easy answer. Encouraged by what I'm seeing from LeBron. Yep. I'm very encouraged. That's motivating. I don't care what walk mm-hmm. of life you're doing. That is just yeah, motivating. Right. And uh, then there's AD. Yes. That, you've, you've already taken a stand. I don't gotta think get, I even have to got to go. That's that. Okay. All right. And you lost to Dallas the other night. And I was one there. One shot in the fourth I was quarter. I missed it. And you were sitting in the front row watching this. Yeah. All right, Michael, quick. What do you think? Yeah, listen, I, I, I love what I'm seeing out of LeBron. And I'm that, that game the other night was so great, and you saw Luka throw that ball through LeBron's leg. Yeah. I thought Luka was trying to say, it's my league now. He was. It's my league now. All right, that's it for Undisputed. We are back Monday at 930 Eastern.